Two men in a six-pack starts in three, two, one. Welcome, listeners, to this week's edition of Two Men in a Six Pack. My name is Goody. I got my buddy Trevor here and special guest, Southwest High School football coach, Charlie Dempsey. Trevor, welcome. You glad to be here? You feeling a lot better than the last couple weeks? You had some bad food poisoning, and last week you were coming off a fresh victory off of uh, Faith Academy where you Mm -hmm. might have gotten a scuffle with the other Christian church. But you uh, got to take care of it. Charlie, thanks for coming. Thanks for being here today, man. Appreciate it a bunch. Appreciate it. We got a good show tonight. Want to thank Twin Peaks for the food. Um, our, our our gallery over there, Bob and Bobby and Nick. They're they're, they're over there, uh, bellies full of food now, and they're they'll they'll be chiming in. I'm sure we'll we'll hear them shortly. So uh, let's let's get right to the show. So birthdays today, 1956, Warren Moon, NFL quarterback, Oilers, Seahawks, and Vikings. 23 years playing in the pros. He played six with the Edmonton Eskimos in the CFL. He is in the Hall of Fame, 2006. This is pretty awesome. First Afro-American quarterback and and first undrafted free agent to ever be elected to the Hall of Fame. So there's there's hope for you, Trevor. Even though you you weren't drafted, I know you're in training, there is hope that you can still make the Hall of Fame. So... This is a sad one. 1963, Lynn Bias. Does that buy? Do y'all yes. remember Lynn Bias? I know y'all were very young. I wasn't born. <laughs> you weren't born, but you seen but I watched but you the story. Seen yeah. yeah. I've seen story. U- University of Maryland basketball player. Tragic story. He was first pick of the Boston Celtics in the '86 draft, the year I graduated. He died the day after of a or that night went partying. He they found him the next day died of a co- cocaine overdose. Mm-hmm. I was in. Myrtle Beach on a graduation trip with a bunch of my buddies when I found out that Lynn Bison died. That was a shock to the system. And I heard he was supposed to be better than Michael Jordan. we got a question about that coming up I in heard, rapid fire. But I don't know. Well, they compared it. He was going to be, even though Jordan was young and had just come out you know, of the NBA, he was supposed to be a more polished version of Michael Jordan. Right. So mm. I don't know about that. Bob, do, would you like to comment on that one back over there? If you do, you need to come over here and comment about it. You can't sit back over there and comment. So we'll move on, but then we'll let Bob comment when he gets over here. 1968, actor <laughs> Owen Wilson. Absolutely the most freaked up nose of any actor I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> but he is a great comedic actor. So comment about Lynn And Lynn Bice was 6'8", so he's two inches taller than Jordan, but he also, there was one game against... I think it was either Carolina was it your beloved Hills that he scored like eight points in a minute. Yeah, that was the and took over. That was the first uh, the inaugural game in the Dean Dome. Yes, in, in uh, the 85-86 season, I was a freshman and uh, I would I no I was a senior in high school, but had gone up to to that game. But it's hard uh, to speculate that he could be as good as Michael Jordan since Michael Jordan's arguably the best player ever. Is the so, best player. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would say LeBron James has something to say about that, but we'll move on because <coughs> me and Trevor are not going to rehash that. Today. Okay. <laughs> 1969. Now this is another interesting one. Sam Cassell, basketball player, Florida State. Rockets, Sun, Mavs, Nets, Bucks, Timberwolves, Clippers, Celtics. There's really literally not a team he didn't play for in the NBA. But he is a three-time NBA champion. His first two seasons, he played for the Rockets, and he won the NBA championship with the Rockets. 
They had a guy named Elijah Wan. Elijah Wan. Yeah, and they, had, they also had a guy named Robert Ory that hit some shots from the corner when they needed it. And then in his next to last season, he won a championship with the Celtics. So he's a three-time NBA champion. He is. Uh, he, coined, he coined a very famous phrase as it relates to UNC basketball fans and the Dean Dome. December 15th, 1991, he, uh, F- Florida State had just come into the ACC. They had been in the Metro Conference. Uh, they had just come into the ACC. Florida State rolls in. Florida State was known as obviously a football school at, at that time. Him and uh, there was another little white guard named Bobby Sura who could fill it up. Uh, they came into the Dean Dome and promptly beat Carolina in the Dean Dome. Uh, at the end of the game, at, after after they beat them, I forget how bad they beat them, the, the reporter was asking him what he thought about the Dean Dome, what he thought about everything. He goes, well, you know, it's a great facility. He goes, but the – the crowd actually kind of seemed like a wine and cheese crowd. And he actually said later on, there's a great interview, he actually said a cheese and wine crowd, but the reporter mis- misreported it and and uh, wrote wine and cheese. But uh, that's where the Carolina basketball fan, when you go and you ever hear uh, jealous fans like NC State and Duke and East Carolina talk about <laughs> Carol- Carolina basketball fans and the Dean Dome, they talk about the wine and cheese crowd. That's where it got its name. And there's actually, so when I post this on in the podcast, there's a great article that was written about three years ago. It was like the, so it's like the 20th some anniversary of the the game that they played. And somebody from the NNO wrote an article about that game and about, um, about Sam, Sam Cassell and the wine and cheese crowd. So I'll post that when we post this podcast. It's about a five minute read. It's pretty cool. So anyway, well, it depends on how fast you read. I know some of you other fans from other schools may have problems may take you 15 minutes but anyway it took me five anyway let's move on high school football state playoffs so we're going to recap some stuff and then we're going to get to charlie and going to we're going to drill him about several things here mm-hmm. north side falls to Havelock 56 35 they end the season at four and seven i'm going to let charlie refrain from this question because he <laughs> it's a coaching question or it's a question how does a team at four and six make 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 the playoffs trevor if you were four and six, would you want to be in the playoffs? We almost made the playoffs. We were three and nine. But would you, would you have played the number one team in the state if you would have been three and nine? I wouldn't want to. Would, so would you have? I mean, would you look at it as a learning experience for your team, or a smackdown? I mean, that's, I would look at it as an ass whooping experience for it's my a team. Beat down. We talked about this last week, yes. actually. I mean, I'll let you comment, Charlie. But if you, I mean, yeah, I, I, look, four and six, man. I, it's, it's it's great to get to the playoffs, but. You know, four and six. I don't know if I'm real excited. You know, or if our, or quite that. If our kids are real excited after a season like that uh, of going into the playoffs, I mean, do they split the gate? <laughs> I, yeah. mean, I mean, is it a bowl? I mean, are they getting like a hundred grand from to go I to mean, the to, to the Poinsettia Bowl or something like that? You get some money for going to a playoff game, yeah. so yeah. I mean, that, that helps, but it also depends on the crowd and all the stuff that's okay. there. But, but four and six, but, you don't earn. You don't. Yeah. At least go. You know. That, that's that's my biggest thing with the, the only thing with when, when they split the playoffs the way they did with the it, small and big it diluted it you know I think the state's reasoning was well we want every kid to have the playoff experience but you know I, I don't know about you but if my team's you know won three games and we're number sixteen seed going in and having to go travel somewhere like Wallace Rose Hill or or Havelock or or you know whatever it is and and you know. You know, possibly drive two hours to wherever it's going and, and get your butt whooped, man. That's a that's, that's, not, that's not a great experience. That's really not a great experience yeah. to do that. I'm I would wholeheartedly agree with you there. Uh, it, also, East Duplin, they had a tough one. They lost to, to Roanoke Rapids, 34-21. 
They ended their season seven to four. That's a long. That's a from East Duplin to Beulah yeah. right, to Running Rapids. That's a long haul. Yeah. They got yeah. a tough draw, didn't they? Yeah, well, I think. Look, man, I talked about it. They're, they're kind of they were limping into the playoffs anyway. They they got a ton of guys hurt the the, the last few games of the season. Man, they they were pretty banged up from understanding and talking to him. Well, that's a tough tough draw. Battle's a good dude, man. I really yeah, like Battle. Yeah, good coach. They'll be back. Oh, yeah. West Craven, they defeated the Lands, Richlands, forty six to eight. Wildcats in in the season seven to five. I think Phil said last week that West Craven was a little bit down from years past, but Richlands would have to play a perfect game to beat them. They obviously didn't play a perfect game. He's just being nice. I think. Oh, you think he was just being nice? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then there were two. Jacksonville, they flexed their muscles a little bit Friday night. They amassed 504 yards of offense, uh, and they, which included a score on the third play from scrimmage by, by, uh, by the Finster kid, 55-yard run, and they defeated Eastern Wayne 56-21. The uh, Cardinals now 8-1. Phil, they're not 9-0, but 8-1. Travel to Elon. That's up near Burlington to take on the number three seed, Western Alamance Warriors, this coming Friday night. The Warriors beat Burlington Williams fifty-three to seven. So, um, looking at those two, there's probably going to be some points scored between those those two teams. Yeah, and that's a rematch of last year's game. I that's think right. Western Lance knocked Jacksonville out. So, that's, you know, I, I you know I don't know if Jacksonville may be overlooking them last year and you know talking to some guys, but uh, I, you know they won't be this year. And if anything, you know they're going to be hungry going in there. So it should be a good game. Good. Now getting to the team, the other team that matters, number six, <laughs> Southwest Stylings. Simply took it to Bertie, the Falcons, 54 nothing, And we're going to talk to Charlie Moore about that. So, thoughts and impressions Friday nights. One thing I would like to say, 360 yards rushing, despite the fact that you stood. I mean, you got a lot of great players, but let's yeah. face it, BJ was out, yeah. ankle, ankle injury. Yeah. So talk to me about <clears throat> Friday night's game. Like your damn offensive line must have been. Yeah, well, he, he you know, B, BJ could have went. Um, he was, uh, you know, he he's been getting treatment all week. Uh, but man, I tell you what, I, I don't know what it was like in Jacksonville. I don't know if you guys went there or what, but uh, our, our field conditions were it's absolutely horrible. horrible. Our our field was just a, a mud pit. Um, I mean, to the point where you could hardly stand up in some spots, and wow. <clears throat> so you know, we we knew what he would do wouldn't you know necessarily be uh, quite as good, you know, and and not only that, didn't want to take a chance of him re-injuring it. Now we had him dressed and ready to go in case we had to, because you yeah. know if we had to, we were going to get it going. But you know, we got a couple other big backs, and I feel like in the field conditions with what we were going to do, run downhill at them, that uh, they're going to have a harder time tackling our big backs, you know, getting moving downhill in that mud than anything else, and and. Uh, you know, it was it sure enough did because Zach Dugan, who was uh, he was one of our fullbacks. We have a set. We move him to tailback. <clears throat> you know, he's about six three, two forty. And then uh, Isaac Anderson, who plays tight end for us. Um, you know, we'll have a set where we put him at tailback, and and Dugan leads for him as a fullback. And uh, you know, and, and Isaac, same thing. He, How big is he? Isaac's about six four, uh, two thirty five. Um, <laughs> So, so yeah, it uh, you know, I think uh, uh, Zach had 200, 140 yards, and I think Isaac had one hundred and fifty yards. So, um, but yeah, our offensive line got after it, man. And then we, we knew that was one thing that was going to that, that we out uh, had an advantage in was our size up front against Bertie. They had some athletes, but uh, so anything the wet field kind of neutralized that, and it, you know, gave us the advantage. Cool. So BJ be ready to roll Friday night. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna be ready to go Friday night. All right. Well, let's talk about let's talk about Friday night. Traveling to Tabor City and Phil Phil Paget went on out on the limb last week. 
he said that he 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 predicted that the Southwest would win, and he did predict that the that the South Columbus would win. So he predicted that this week, Friday night, that one of the the Stallions would be would be victorious because South because South Columbus is also <laughs> yeah. called the Southwest Columbus Stallions. That's so right. Phil Phil really went out on a limb there, but um, so y'all traveling to Tabor City, third third rated team, twelve and zero. What you looking for Friday night out of South Columbus? Well, you know, we know it's going to be part of the best team we've played um, in a while. So, uh, you know, we're going to be ready for that. Watching them on film, um, you know, they got a couple of good-looking backs that, that can run really hard. Number seven, you know, he's 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 probably just as fast as anybody we got. He can take it to the house at any time. Um, you know, but uh, overall, you know, they got some they got some big offensive linemen. They also got some big guys. But um, I, I just think at the end of the day, you know, we, we got more of them. Um, you know, we are we're, we're a big team, and, and we got some big backs too that can that can move and, and can catch the ball as well. Uh, so, you know, I, I I just think they're going to have a harder time stopping us um, than we are them. Um, you know, and, and it's going to be tough to continue their shutout streak against those guys because uh, they, they definitely got some firepower on offense. But, um, you know, the other thing is that they run wing T, watching them run wing T. And, um, you know, our, our non-conference schedule has, has done a great job of preparing us because, you know, we play East Duplin. And, and I was gonna, yes, yeah, so I was going to ask you, so offenses that you face this year – that were that are the wing T offenses, East Duplin, you said, and Walls Rose Hill, okay. which are two of the best in the state at running that. Okay. And uh, you're not going to face, you know, a lot of times a much better coach team than Battle Holly coaching the wing T. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so we, we feel real good about the fact that we've had success against those teams yeah. of stopping those offenses. Um, you know, matter of fact, I've other, I've, I've had other teams call us yeah. uh, when they got to play East Duplin or Wallace, like, man, hey, what'd you guys do? How do you know? Um, so, you know, we, we feel good that, you know, we're going to be able to go in there and, you know, kind of have a, our kids going to have an idea. They're familiar with it. And, you know, they're going to have a, you know, a, head, a heads up on how to, you know, get after and stop it. It makes a difference. You know, it, that's why everyone hates playing Georgia Tech during the year, college football season. So because if you never f- face that triple option, yeah. Paul Johnson offense, and then you have to play him, it's not. It's like no other offense. I don't yeah. don't really care who you are. Mm-hmm. You're going to struggle. So it's a real advantage. At, at least you know. At, at least you've got the advantage that you face some teams yeah. during the season. And you said you've had some success. Some success with those uh, against those teams. So yeah. Um, yeah. so that's that's all. Yeah, that's it's hard. Awesome. It's hard to stop an offense like that in one week. That's why teams struggle, Prepare. like you said. Yeah. But if you look at Georgia Tech's bowl history, they don't do real. They well. don't do well. Those, no, those teams have a month of prepare. That's for right. Them, so. That's ex- that's exactly right. Yeah. You know, if you've got a week, the the best thing that you can hope for is that you catch Georgia Tech the first game of the season, yeah. or you catch them on a potentially a bye week. Yeah, right. You know, the bye week is before. So yeah. before I get into some other questions, Phil actually call call me tonight, and he uh, said, "Hey, I want you to ask Charlie two trivia questions." No man. So twice when you were in when you were playing, uh-huh. y'all played South South Columbus. Yes. Your sophomore year yes. and your senior year. Yep. Your sophomore year they. Beat y'all. Yes, in the second round. Phil asked me, do you remember what the score was? <sighs> Man. <laughs> Man, I, 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 know he did. I, know, did. I know he did because <laughs> that's the one thing. He's, he's got a gift of that. I don't understand, but he, he can remember y'all. every score. But they I, beat I y'all 34-23. 34-23. Now, your senior year, you might, yeah. be, you might remember this score a little bit better. Your senior year, little revenge game, y'all took it to them and whooped their ass. Yeah, it do you, was. Do you remember what score was? Well, it was our seventh shutout of the season. Yep. Uh, it was actually the school record at the time, seventh shutout of the season. Yep. And it was either 34 or 33. I can't remember. I always, I you used, were close, 32. 32. Okay. 32, to, 30, 32 to nothing. Yeah, right, I couldn't remember. Phil said, 
that he that, that he would be very disappointed in you if you didn't get one of those two right. <laughs> and I said, Phil, he'll probably get the second. The the ones you win, you have a little bit more. Yeah, uh, yeah. You remember that. Yeah, you a little better. Anyway, that's right. So Phil, when you listen to this, I ask him a question. He got he got the second one right. So <laughs> getting back to serious stuff though, and we talked about this before we actually started recording. So this week is kind of kind of, kind of messed up. Uh, we got the holidays right in the middle. Of, of the week. So tell me how you're going to prepare, um, especially with, is school out on Wednesday? Yeah, school's out okay, on Wednesday. School's out on Wednesday, obviously out on Thursday and then out on Friday. So so tell me, tell me, go through your, your, you know, your mindset of prepping these guys Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Well, Wednesday, we're going to carry on like usual. We're going to keep it the same consistency. We're going, we're going to be practicing in the evening. Um, actually, matter of fact, it's a teacher work day anyway, so we're not allowed to practice until after school hours. So, uh, but even if we didn't have a teacher work day, I would keep it consistent with what we've been doing all, all week. Um, Thursday, we're going to get up early in the morning, and uh, we're going to go ahead and practice from about 8 to 9.30 or so. That's a pregame practice, so that's usually a little bit shorter. Um, that, that way, I give the guys an opportunity to be with their families on Thanksgiving, and, and you know, some of them got to travel close by. They can do so. Um, the other thing I'm doing is, and I started doing this last year, and I thought it was beneficial, is we're, we're going to get up and practice early Friday morning. Um, actual on game day and that's just going to be a, more of a helmet walkthrough special teams type deal but my big thing on that it, it scares me to death and Phil used to say this is you know you, you practice early Thursday morning and you know the kids leave at 9 30 and you don't you don't see them again until you know they're not going to do anything physically until Friday night well you know, and, well they will be doing something physically yeah well, they'll be yeah. taking four, hand to mouth exactly and quaffing on food and, and yeah. you know <laughs> some of the guys i know are on my team if you look at the big guys i got you know the guys i were talking about uh i, I know they're going to be eating you know and, and nowadays they, they go to two or three different thanksgiving dinners on thursday and and then they're probably going to sleep all night wake up at noon and then probably eat leftovers you know for uh you know probably two times that day and then and then you know they're going to go play a football game and be slow and lethargic so anyway it, it, more than anything I get them up on Friday just to keep them in the routine of waking up at eight o'clock because that's what they would normally do on a school day anyway and uh and, and then get them out there and be physically active kind of work off some of that turkey they ate and some of those desserts they ate on Thursday what is that chemical that's in turkey that makes you that makes you lethargic tryptophan or something like is that it? what yeah, 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 I believe so. I think I had some of that a little while ago because I'm feeling a little. Do I, Bob? Oh, okay. Well, I think yeah, I think I had some of that a little while ago because I'm feeling a little lethargic right now. So anyway, so I talked to Phil. Phil was here last week, and I asked him this question. And your philosophy is probably it. It might be similar. It might be different. So now that you guys are you guys are in the playoffs, is it? Business as usual, practice as usual. This week, like Monday and Tuesday, or you know, last week when you were prepping for the first round, is it the same sort of the intensity-wise? Are you keeping kind of the same old, same old, and just not not get out of the routine? Are you relaxing a little bit? Are you ramping up a little bit? What's the, what's the what's the mindset there? Well, I think we we crank the intensity up a little bit, and 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 the kids crank it up too. You, you can tell. I'll be honest with you. We had our you know we had some of the best practice we had last week just because the kids were they they were a whole lot more into it. They're playing a game that this one counts. Like you know, it's winner go home. And and I'll be honest with you, we've taken the approach this year um, with knowing that our conference is not quite as as good as you know some of the other conferences we've been in the past. Um, that, you know, we, we've kind of scaled back, you know, on, you know, our preparation like throughout the week and because, you know, I, I want our kids to be healthy and hungry going into the playoffs. 
you know, and, and sometimes, you know, you can make a season and drag a season out really long by, you know, practicing three hours every single day, you know, throughout the season. And it's a grind, man. Football season's a grind. People don't realize, I mean, these kids really, I mean, I mean, with the weights and stuff, they start in January pretty much. Oh, but, yeah. but as far as like, you know, the, the spring practice now starts in May and they go right into the summer. And I mean, May, it kicks it off. I mean, it's, you're doing football pretty much, you know, five, six days a week, it seems like. Yep. And, and, you know, so, you know, we, we, we tried to take the mentality this, this year of, you know, we didn't want to, you know, bang too much at practice throughout the week because we felt like we were going to be bigger and more athletic than most of the teams in our conference that we played. So, you know, we, we didn't want to take a chance of somebody of hurting ourselves. So, you do you, so I asked Phil this because when we were in high school, it was a different – we, we took a very sim- similar philosophy Coach Zavonar did with us he was like, let's go hit the other team. Let's not worry about hit, hitting each other. Yeah. Even even after Monday, Monday we had film. We didn't roll into film Saturday or Sunday. We had film on Monday. But Tuesday and Wednesday during the season, we never went – we went short – I mean, we went short shoulder pads and helmet. We never yeah. went, went went full pads once really? the season started. I mean, are you going full pads? Though? Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we actually go full pads Monday through Thursday. Do you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, Damn, I just dude. got out of that habit. I just – I got – because the thing, I, I, you know, we, we started we – wusses. We started having days where it was like helmets, man, and, and those kids – the, the kids, when, when they get in the mindset that it's uh, helmets or helmet shoulder pads practice, that it, it becomes just a, a, a walkthrough. Well, that's true. And, and that's, it drove me nuts. And yeah. So, anyway, we, 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 we get – we just use the same dress. We go helm, uh, full pads Monday through Thursday. And, um, and, you know, we'll have some sort of contact pretty much every every one of those days. Um, you know, obviously some days more than others. And then Thursdays, obviously, we're really limited. But when we do our defensive session on Thursday, we, we do a quick whistle thud. I mean, you know. Yeah. And uh, – but, you know, no, I I think in the playoffs, man, I, I'm – you know, and I kind of got this from Phil. And I, you know, if anything, we, we probably crank it up more and hit more. I, I would, mean, some of the hardest hits I remember having were on Thursday – practice Thanksgiving practices, you know, yeah. like second, third round of the playoffs because, you know, I, I think you – you well, that's to me is what has, you know, gotten Southwest and who we are I mean, is that, you know, people talk about our physicality yeah. and how tough we are and how hard we hit. And uh, I think that's just comes to how we practice. I, I've had assistant coaches come in and, and even when I was under field, guys would come in and they couldn't believe how often and how much we hit. And we're like, well, it's, it's, it's kind of is what makes us, you know, awesome, it, it ingrains dude. the toughness into those kids. And I, and I think that, you know, I've carried that on for Phil and I believe in that. And it's, and, and it's obviously been successful for Phil and it's, and, and it's successful for you. And, yeah. you know, y'all, y'all are going to continue on with that success. We're not going to talk about next week, but I'm going to, but I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to talk about next week, next week when you come back because we'll be mm-hmm. talking about next week. How about that? That was totally was distorted. I, hope, yeah. I, I know what I was saying. Yeah. I don't know if anybody on that's listening Understood what I was saying, but we're not talking about next week. Trevor, you got anything, any questions you want to ask Ask Charlie? Who's going to stop that line? I don't know. I hope nobody. Is there um, anyone in the state that matches your size on the defensive line at all that you know of? Well, it's, you know, I, I be, look, I'll be honest with South Columbus. They have, they got, they got three, they got three big bodies they put in there. It's just, from what I'm seeing is it's, you know, our big guys and their big guys are, are different. You know, right. our, our we have big, lean guys. You have athletic guys. Big we don't guys. have belly, big belly guys. Yeah, right. I mean, if you look, our big guys, you know, are, are lean. And then if you look, at, like I said, a couple of those fullbacks that are too. I mean, look, if you looked at Zach Dugan, man, he's he's two forty, and I swear his big, his his, be, his belly is bigger every time I see him. He, he looks like he can play left guard for me. Well, but, I was gonna say, but 20, that Joker had one hundred forty yards rushing. I mean, he's athletic. He can move. He gets after it. You know, and uh, just 
been blessed with those guys. But at the same time, man, they, we've worked in the weight room. I mean, this group, these guys, they, they've really grinded in the weight room. They've bought into what I asked them to do. Um, and, and they get after it in the offseason. You know, that was one thing with this line that we really worked with. We had some big guys that we really worked on footwork and agility, and, and, it, and it's kept them in shape, kept them lean, and it's gotten better. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's all a testament to their hard work. So, are, yeah. they, are they in track? Do they do track, any of them? Obviously, yeah. your speed guys probably do track. but Yeah, so, I, yes, I do. Our, our speed guys do track. And I actually, this year, because of the new – Do you coach track? Yeah, 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 I'm the head track coach. Okay. So I make sure those yeah, guys get yeah, out there. That's, that's one reason. But um, but now, with the new uh, – the rules that the, the high school athletic session came out with, that we're allowed to do our preseason drills as well as the, the spring ball. Used to, you had to pick an option. It was like either do spring ball mm-hmm. – or you couldn't do spring ball and you, and you were allowed to do like limited workouts. Now they kind of give you best of both worlds. So I encouraged, I actually encouraged my linemen yeah. like, Hey, don't do track, you know, unless, unless you're a shot putter and you, and you, and you're a discus and you know, I'm like, you know, unless, unless your guy is really good at it and you right. want to do it, pursue it. I I'm not never going to stop a kid from doing that. But I said, if you're just, if you're a lineman, you know, I don't, you know, don't feel like you have to come out with track. Cause I want you to, I said, I want you to not do track. And I said, commit to doing two days a week of lineman drills. And, and we have, uh, me and another one of my coaches, uh, we, we'd go out there two days a week and, and do lineman drills with those guys and have them out there running, doing different things and drills. And, um, you know, I, so I, you know, that was one thing that I think helped us out a lot with this group because uh, we, had, we had a big buy-in. I mean, there'd been other days we'd have 20 kids out there, you know. That's right. great, man. So, that's awesome. I mean, I mean, that's awesome. But, look, good luck to you Friday night. And, again, we'll talk about next week, next week, and everybody knows what I'm try, trying to say. But uh, the, one yeah. of, So, the Stallions are going to win, Phil. I'm just going to say that. Phil, Phil Patchett predicted yeah. that, that the Stallions were going to win. Let's, uh, let's just uh, hope, hope sure shit that it's the damn ones that reside in Oslo County. How about that? There you go. All right, let's move on to college football. Some news. So, I'm just still trying to figure this out. Les, Les Miles is confirmed today that he is about to finalize a deal to be the next head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks. Now, legitimately behind the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill and a couple and a couple other schools like UConn and maybe East Carolina currently, <laughs> University of Kansas, they're horrible. Absolutely horrible. They had one good year. They had one good year. Yeah, we talked about we talked that. About what? It, yeah. yeah, we Googled that <laughs> several, off, off air, what, several several weeks ago. Yeah. So, you know, I understand he wants to get back and coach, but let's don't be so quick. There could be another job opened up in, like, Chapel Hill at some point in time. Greenville. Maybe Greenville <laughs> or something like that. Well, you do know, and that leads me to, you do know the, the you do know that, uh, that Les Miles' son is a walk-on quarterback at UNC Chapel Hill. Yeah. Marty Miles, oh. he actually threw a touchdown, pass. touchdown pass. Did you weekend. watch that? Yeah, I saw the So, highlight. at the end of the half, Hail Mary. Uh, yeah. he threw a, he came in and threw a Hail Mary that instead of batting it down, the other t- the Western Carolina batted it up and the tight end caught the ball. But that was Marty Miles. Yeah, that was, son, that was Les Miles' son. So, he's a walk-on quarterback. So, uh, two, co- But I got two other comments on this. Great job, Bubba Cunningham. You could have had him and Les – you could have done a lot better. So, anyway, moving on. He's back in. Yeah, he's back in. Harvard-Yale game. So, did y'all see what happened in the Harvard-Yale game? Mm-mm. So, no, I thought I thought there was an unspoken – well, that's called the game, by the way. And, uh, so, anyway, I thought there was some sort of unspoken level of dignity in the Ivy League, but evidently not. So, the Harvard running back, Devin Darrington, as he breaks a run, and he's about 55, it's about a 55-yard run. When he gets to the, about the five-yard line, 
He promptly puts his hand down that's not carrying the ball and extends his middle finger to the Yale player as he's running by him. Okay. The referee sees this, promptly throws a flag, <laughs> and reverses the touchdown call and gives him an unsportsmanlike penalty contact. So he put it down and he not put, up? He was, holding, he was holding the ball in one hand, and he put his hand down, like his other hand down like that. And it's on it. Go, look, go Google it. Look at the SPN. The dude flipped the other dude off. The 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 Harvard man flipped the Yelly off before before he crossed the the uh, goal line. Got a penalty, called a touchdown back. Harvard ended up still winning the game, but I'm just severely disappointed in uh, those Ivy League guys. I thought I, I thought they had a little more class class than that. And I thought that was something that they did at East Carolina. I mean, I'm just gonna, I mean, I'm gonna be honest they with don't you. Score. Yeah. So, yeah. What, what do they do? Bark it off from the spot <laughs> of the, I mean, from the spot of the, the they, flipping the bird? Or no, the, I think they, they moved the ball back from the line of scrimmage. From the original, wow. Yeah, so it was like at the, like at the 45-yard line, 50-yard line, and wow. they moved them back 50 yards. They end up winning big, but yeah. but uh, anyway. So, new Heisman candidate, Kyler Murray, uh, Oklahoma. So, to this point during in, in the season, no FSB player has ever averaged at least 300 yards passing and at least 60 yards rushing per game for an entire season. Currently, he's at 300.9 yards passing, 67.2 yards rushing. Can Murray pass Tua for the Heisman? Thoughts, guys? Either one of y'all both. No, too late. You don't late. think he can? Too late. Yeah. You think it's too late, Charlie? Yeah, I think it's too late. Just because he's got too much height. Yeah, and then at the same time, I mean, you know, I, you know, the, the, Tua's the – Quarterback for the number one team in the nation. I think that plays a lot into. I think I, mean, I think it does uh, too. I mean, you know, it'd be different if it was uh, if it was you know, it just you know, it, for him to pass him, it would have to be you know, uh, without a doubt. You know, he's a phenomenal player. You know, but they're they're kind of equal players. It seems like you know, as far as their talents. Do you think he'll be invited to New York though? Yeah, I mean, you know, considering the the, the you know it's the list that's thin. out there, it's yeah. kind of thin. Yeah, thin that's this what I'm year. saying. Yeah. Do you think the kid, even though even though they lost, I really like him. Even though they lost uh, Saturday to o- Oklahoma State, you think Will Greer from West Virginia will be invited? Dude, man, he slings it, man. Yeah, you just, you just like him. That's why you I do. That. I yeah. do. I really. I, he, I do. I like <laughs> it, man. He's got a great story. He got thrown out of Florida for uh, PEDs, and then. Yeah. Uh, went to you know was looking for a home, got married, got married, had a kid, and kind of straightened his life out. And now, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, he's just a, seems seems to be a good dude. I watched one of those thirty on thirty things for him on ESPN. Man. <laughs> he's, he's he's put up some great numbers, and, yeah. and he's had some. He's had two or three comebacks, man, and he almost had another one. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they were right there, you know, with the comeback, uh, you know, right there this past weekend. Well, we'll see what happens. I, I I I I you know I hope he does. But talk, but going back to Murray, this this it's it kind of you know obviously he was the number one draft pick for. I think it was the Oakland A's. So this, this that, that kind of got me thinking. There's only been one college football player ever to win the Heisman Trophy, and he went on to play another professional sport and never played NFL football. Does anybody know who that is? And if anybody over there in the gallery knows who it is, you need to come over here and say it. Charlie Ward. That's right, Charlie Ward, Florida State quarterback, uh, won the Heisman. Was he even a point guard? You and I were talking about it, Bobby. That's what, that's the only reason you know that. We we, we, we were talking about it on Saturday <laughs> last week. Yeah, so he went on. He was quarterback Florida State. I think they won, they won the national championship that year. Uh, and he was a first-round draft pick of the New York Knicks. Played in the NBA, played point guard for the New York Knicks for 12 years. 
Only only Heisman Trophy winner. I mean, now we've had a bunch of Heisman Trophy winners that play us. You know, Bo Jackson. Uh, hey, man, Chris Winkie. Yeah. He was a Heisman Trophy winner, yeah. played in the Toronto Blue Jays system and played for Cobb. But he, he Charlie awesome. Ward is the only Heisman Trophy winner never to play pro football but play a another professional sport. Mm. So, pretty cool. Uh, let's recap some games. Bama, Clemson win. Notre Dame crushed. Good God, they crushed. Michigan, Georgia, uh, Oklahoma won. LSU won. Of course, we just talked about West Virginia. Number nine being upset by Oklahoma. That was top ten. Then just outside the top ten, UNC. We just outside <laughs> yeah, the top ten. Yeah. We pounded an F- FCS school. To get, Western Carolina. To get a little mojo back. ECU just outside top ten. <laughs> They beat legitimately the worst D1 school besides Carolina playing football, <laughs> UConn. I watched them. and But, hey, man, Ayers, this is for Zach because Zach's been tweeting, been uh, texting us all day mm-hmm. about uh, the quarterback holding Ayers as the, as, the, as the savior. He's the truth. He's the truth. Yeah. Uh, he had a great game. I mean, he, don't get me wrong. He had a great game. Uh, State crushed Louisville. But then so is everybody else. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to go kind of crazy about that. And then Duke hung tight. Well, we didn't play Louisville. If we would have played Louisville, we would have crushed Louisville. Uh, we have one conference win. Louisville has zero conference win. Our conference win is over the team that will be representing the Coastal Division, Pitt. Pittsburgh, in the ACC Championship. <laughs> so in theory, if Pitt beats Clemson, we could beat Clemson. That's how that works. Okay. So just remember that. that. Speaking of Clemson, Duke hung tight until Clemson got pissed, and then Clemson went crazy uh, on Duke, which didn't hurt my feelings at all. So, this coming week, Thanksgiving week, man, it's freaking awesome. This is rivalry rivalry week yes. for football. Iron Bowl, Bama, Auburn, Michigan, Ohio State. Other, I mean, other great rivalry games. These don't take on as much emphasis, obviously, as some of these. South Carolina, Clemson. That's always a big game. Big game, Mississippi, Mississippi State, mm-hmm. Egg Bowl. That's the Egg Bowl, man. Mm-hmm. That's that's they play that Egg Bowl. State, Carolina, Saturday. We know State's probably gonna win. We're hoping that leave us at two and nine, out the Dora Fedora. Uh, <laughs> Florida, Florida State. I don't really. That's always a tough matchup. I don't know. You know, I don't know what's gonna happen. And then always a sneaky matchup because they play everybody. They play everybody really. You know, all these. All these rivalry games, USC Notre Dame. That's always a that's always forever has been a very big matchup. So, question to you guys: best rivalry, college football? Why? Ohio State Michigan. You think Ohio State Michigan? Is it just because it's hundred thousand plus people every? See, I just hate Big Ten football. I'm just going to tell you. So I can never say anything good about Ohio State Michigan. Mine is Auburn Alabama, but that's but, but that's you know. Yeah, I was, was going to say Ohio State, Michigan, man. Yeah. I've been to that yeah. game actually. I've been on, I went. You know, it's a funny story. We we went. Um, man, what year was it? Ohio State was number one. Michigan was number two. Um, and wow. uh, <laughs> on, on a whim, my my good buddy that I owned the pizza business with back in Greenville, he's a huge Ohio State fan, and a couple other guys, and we just started talking about it on Friday, like Friday morning. By 2 o'clock on Friday afternoon, we were in the truck on the way. We didn't have tickets or anything, but oh, my, wow. my buddy had a cousin that lived there. So we were like, hey, let's go. And we went up there, and it was number one versus number two. And, man, that place was – it was crazy. I'd never was seen anything Columbus like it. Was it, it, was, it was in Columbus or was it in It was in Columbus. That's a little bit closer than Ann Arbor. So, yeah, yeah. And, and if I uh, – Ohio State won that year. It was like 41 to 38 or something. And uh, it was a close game. But it was uh, – yeah, it was insane, man. We had a great time. But, it, I mean, that, the entire – place of Columbus was shut down. I'd never seen anything. We we went into we we seen a crowd going to the basketball arena. 
So we're like, hey, let's go in there and check this out. <laughs> we walk in there. We're like, what? What is everybody going here for? They were going. It was you couldn't sit down in there. It was packed out to watch the band warm up. The band was warming up in the basketball arena next to the football stadium. Oh my god! And it was it was so it was like compact out. You couldn't sit down. We had to watch it from there, and we're like, so do you remember? So, so do you remember who dotted the eye when you were there? No, I, I don't. You don't. I, I don't remember. That's got to be kind of crazy though to watch to watch a game where I know Michigan holds hundred thousand people. I'm assuming that I'm assuming the Horseshoe in Columbia and in Columbus is is around 100,000. I mean, we went to, a couple of weeks ago, we went to see Clemson yeah. and State down in Death Valley. Yeah. And, you know, I'd been there back when I was a freshman in college. And so it'd been a while, but that's a total, I mean, yeah. and that and that probably holds, I don't even know how many, how many Clemson, how many Clemson State holds, probably 60, 70,000. Yeah. It was an 80? Yeah. Okay, so that's, but that's still not, I mean, 20 more thousand, 20 more thousand, thousand people. Yeah. But of the 80,000, I will tell you this, maybe they tailgate, I'm sure they tailgate great up there. Yeah. But eight, Clemson Stadium holds 80,000 people, and there was five of us. So all other 79,995 people had, their, had brought tents. There were more tents <laughs> out at Death Valley Stadium that were purple or orange that said Clemson on it. I mean, literally every person brings their own 10-by-10 10 10 pop-up tent because there were tents everywhere. Yeah. So Look, we, we, we didn't even have to. We didn't even get to the game. It, we we drove all that way, ah. and and we had to we had to pay the bouncer at Buffalo Wild Wings forty bucks, and and we watched it on about a twenty inch TV standing room only, like you know right there. But after the game was electric, man. They, I mean they were running down the streets. I mean the uh, you know the, the crowd came out. We got into the stadium after it was over, and it was the last game that Ohio State played on grass. And uh, it was a funny story because you know people were like ripping up the grass. So my, my buddy, he's a huge Ohio State fan. Um, he got in there, got up in big chunk, got a big chunk of grass, and took off with it. And uh, he planted that thing and grew it for like two years in a you know in a little pot. It was, it was a little <laughs> pot of grass. It, it was from the turf of Ohio State Field, man. It was, it was awesome. Cool. Well, y'all are y'all might have quickly swung me to best college football rivalry to that one, even though I don't know that they would potentially poison a tree like uh the dude at auburn did but uh yeah. but yeah but that's another story so all right let's move on to nfl news so we can finally say this for the last time this is legitimately will be the last time on this podcast this year this football season that i mentioned Le'Veon bell's name that's because true. as of tuesday he did not report not playing for the steelers this year he's done move on steelers you know, I'm, I'm just I'm I'm glad it's over. Obviously, don't need them. Yeah, they struggled today, but they but they struck but they struggled today. But so, Le'Veon Bell's name is banished from this podcast until next year when he decides to try to go play somewhere else, or we can go through all this again. The Steelers can. can I read something today that they can put some sort of transitional tag on them again that just kind of messes them up again. Where you know, so anyway, so. So, talk about the games real quick. Thursday night, Seahawks, Packers, 27-24. Seahawks, Seattle stays in the playoff hunt. Packers, well, we're going to talk about coaches here shortly. Uh, the boys and the Falcons, Zeke ran well. Boys last sec- The boys kicked the last second field goal. Time expired. Jerry was happy dancing in the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. The boys, 22-19. Panthers at Lions. Ooh. Panthers flat again, man. They look flat again. Uh, they scored uh, latter part of fourth quarter. Go for two with, with a minute left. Don't get it. Lose 2019 to the at the time the three and six Lions. The Panthers at the time were six and three. Mm-hmm. Titans and Colts. 
Man, Andrew Luck's back, dude. I'm just telling you, the Titans were on a roll. The Titans, the Titans pounded the Patriots last week. Right. Luck had a great game. I don't know his stats, but uh, the Colts won 38-10, and Luck played. I don't. I think he, Jacoby Brissett came in at some point in time in the fourth quarter. It may have been the whole fourth quarter, whatever. I don't know. But anyway, the Colts look good, and they actually have a running game. They got uh, Marlon Mack. I think is the name. I have him in fantasy. Do you? Yeah. That's right. You were telling me that Marlon Mack. He actually he actually had a pretty good game. Didn't Andrew he? Luck went twenty three for twenty nine for two ninety seven and three touchdowns, Oof. no interceptions. No interceptions. Yep. Yeah, he had a good game. Mm. Bucks Giants. It was a shootout. Never thought I'd say that with the Giants, but <laughs> but but the Bucks uh, Giants shootout. Uh, Giants hang on 38-35. Texans and Skins. That was a, a tight one between two division leaders. Uh, Texans win twenty three twenty one. More importantly, though, Alex Smith. Did you see that? Yeah. I, this is now. I haven't confirmed what I'm getting ready to tell you, but someone told me this before I came over here. So I did not see it live, but I saw the repeat. He he, had, but he has a broken tibia, and a fibia, oh, and yeah. he will be out for the year. Mm. Do you know what happened 33 years ago today? According to what somebody told me, Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann had his injury against the New York Giants 33 years ago today. It's nasty. A, another. You know, have you seen it? Alex Smith's pro- Yeah. Did you watch it? No. I, I mean. Don't. I'm, yeah. I'm, well, I'm not going to watch it. I, I've watched Joe Theismann's one time, and then it was like. Why? Why would you want to keep showing that on? On I mean, I just disgusting. Yes, I don't want to watch it. Uh, Steelers and Jags. Jags fall apart. Three minutes left in, like three minutes left in, in the third quarter, the Steelers scored, and then they scored two more touchdowns in the fourth quarter to win. Or yeah, they, they came back in to win twenty to sixteen. They were down sixteen nothing with three minutes to go in the third quarter. Bengals Ravens. Lamar Jackson first start. They went back and forth. And Jackson actually played pretty well. I don't know if y'all watched the game. He played pretty yeah. well. They were running the option a little bit, which yeah. kind of scares me when you run the option in the NFL. But the Ravens win 24-21. The 4 p.m. games, Arizona loses to Oakland 23-21. I guess they had to play that game because it's on the schedule, and I'm sure they're all six fans in attendance um, <laughs> enjoyed it in, in uh, Arizona. The uh, Chargers in Denver, that was a real, really entertaining game. That was back and forth. Uh, Denver school kicked kicked the field goal to win 23-22. Uh, the damn Saints, man, <laughs> they keep marching. 48 to seven over the Eagles. It was a it was pounding a whooping. it was a pounding, an absolute pounding. Uh, tonight at eight, eight o'clock, Vikings Bears. We'll see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. This is Trubisky has not beaten a um, team with a winning record yet. I read that earlier today. He has not beaten the team. All every team that they've beaten. Has a losing record uh, to date. With I mean, and they're like what five and four, five and four, or six and three, or something like that. So every team that they've beaten evidently has had a losing record. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a big, a, a good game. It's at Chicago outdoors. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is the modern day Trent Dilfer. Just manage the team, man, and just keep them. Let your defense do what they need to do. And just roll on. I started him this week. I have Alex start? Smith and Trubisky, and I made the swap this week. Yeah. Thankfully. Good move. Oh, good Alex move. Smith's, good move. Yeah. Coach, I'm going to ask you a question. I asked these guys this question last week. Would you rather have a good quarterback on a bad team or a bad quarterback on a good team? Man, I mean, obviously, you'd rather have a good quarterback on a good team. But, yeah, that'd be the But thing. if you couldn't have both, would you rather have a bad quarterback on a good team or a good quarterback on a bad team? 
Oh, I, I think I'd rather have a bad quarterback on a good team. I mean, if I, you know, okay. if I got if I got a good team, <laughs> yeah, that was a, it's more well, about you know what I mean. Like, that was a consensus last week. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. would you rather be a Trent Dilfer type, or would you rather be an Aaron Rodgers type? I think yeah. Nate, yeah, I Nate Peterman bad. But, oh yeah, I'm not talking Nate Peterman bad. He also worked out for the Lions. Yesterday. I know he, Nate Peterman did work. I saw that. Too. I was, yeah, here. he worked out for the Lions yeah. yesterday. So yeah. Well, I mean, I think history shows too, man. You can, you can have a you know not a great quarterback and be successful like we were talking about earlier with mm-hmm. uh, what uh, Baltimore Ravens and Trent yeah. Dilfer. You know, yeah. have a good defense and you know guys that just get it done on offense. Yeah. So, so bad quarterback, good team. I agree. Monday night, tomorrow night, it is not a rerun night tomorrow night. This is legit. Biggest game of the season. Yeah. Chiefs, Rams. 9-1. 9-1, Nobody's going to go, obviously, undefeated. Rams Rams screwed, screwed that up two weeks ago. Chiefs uh, against the Patriots. Uh, this is going to be a hell of a game. Be 59 two, to 60. Two, two great quarterbacks, young quarterbacks, two great running backs. Uh you know, Rams defense was supposed to be a little bit better than it was, but they're giving up some points, but they still find a way. They've been hurt. They've been hurt a lot on the especially in, in the defensive backfield. Um and uh the Chiefs, Andy Andy Reid just always finds a way to get his teams uh ready. Who y'all got tomorrow night? Kansas, Kansas City, Rams. Originally in Mexico City, playing it in Los Angeles because of the field conditions in Mexico City. I'm gonna go Kansas City. That's what I was thinking too, man. Kansas City, they're they're rolling on offense. I mean, I just don't know if I can stop them on offense. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they're doing some good stuff. That's why I said 59 to 60. Better offense, Kansas City, New Orleans. Legitimately, what would be what 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 would the over and under be in the Kansas City <laughs> New Orleans game? I mean that I mean that yeah. would be something stupid, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's a tough question. Better offense, Kansas City or New Orleans? There's receivers and running backs everywhere in those two teams. Yeah, I mean that's a lot of talent. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, so let's talk about this question of the week. We started talking about coaches, started talking about teams. Um, I was reading an article, I think it was on Bleacher Report, six head coaches whose jobs are on the line. So do so. I'll go through these these one by one. First, tell me if any of these teams, if any of these coaches make the playoffs, probably the answer is going to be no for most of these. And at the end of the year, do, does this coach have a job with that team? They may get a job. They may be recycled next year somewhere else. Right. Okay. Mike McCarthy going into – well, he is now 4-5-1 and one after the loss um, this week. Does Mike McCarthy have a job with the Packers at the end of the season? I guess it depends on how they finish out. But either way, I still think so. You think he does? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's proven himself. I mean, you know, and with Green Bay, but you know, I, I think he still has a job. I think his time with the Packers is done. No, I think he is too. Okay, John Harbaugh, four and five now, five and five now. Actually, uh, this was before before today. Baltimore Ravens, five five and five. Yeah, you think he does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're I, I think they're in they're in the mediocrity, and I think that they will look to get rid of Joe Flacco and try to reboot with Lamar Jackson at the beginning of next year. And that, that's going to buy him one year. Yeah. Uh, this one's interesting. They are now 5-5 five and five as well. Jason Garrett, Dallas Cowboys. Time to pull the plug. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, a, a, a team as high-profile as the Cowboys, man, he's had plenty of opportunities. Uh, yeah. I, I, this is about two years overdue. Yeah. But I, I think I think uh, pulling the plug uh, on this one would, would – would especially make the seven-year-old in Texas who wrote the letter <laughs> yeah. to, J- to Jerry Jones last week. It would make him happy. <laughs> Vance Joseph in Denver. He got that. They won today, four and six. 
there's been a lot of speculation. Um, you know, this is the this is the the scenario we just talked about. Bad quarterback. Yeah. Denver does not really have that bad of a team, but they do have a bad quarterback. Bad yeah. quarterback, good team. In my opinion, they're good. They won today. Vance Joseph, does he survive? Yeah, he's only been there what two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think okay. he survives. Try to get try to get some draft picks and move forward. All right. Some terrible Here's drives. one that I don't think survives. Dirk Cutter. He is now three and seven. Tampa Bay. The last two years, Tampa Bay has been predicted to be the yeah. dark horse of the NFC South. They do have a victory over the New Orleans Saints right. the first game of the season. But I just think Dirk Cutter doesn't survive. I don't think Jameis Winston survives. I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick survives. I think they're, I think it's a reboot in Tampa. What do you think? I agree with that. Fitzpatrick will find yeah. a job somewhere. Oh, he's played for as many – he's played for many teams as in, in the NFL as Sam Cassell has played for in, <laughs> in the NBA. So, and he's legitimately as old as him. And this one, this one is a no-brainer. Uh, they didn't. They didn't lose today, but it's because they didn't play this week. They were on. They they were idle. Todd Bowles, New York Jets. They're currently three and seven. They suck. They suck. He mm-hmm. sucks. The best thing they did was draft Sam Darnold, who's going to be a pretty good quarterback when he gets his, his feet under him. Um, Todd Bowles is gone. Thoughts? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not watching the Jets anyway. Yeah. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't care what happens. All right, studs and duds of the week. Trevor, your stud of the week. Lamar Jackson. He set the single season or yeah, single season rushing record for quarterbacks, 117 rushing yards. And they won, obviously, as you saw. Um, he didn't throw any passing touchdowns, but he didn't have any interceptions either. There was some like midway through the first quarter, or it may have been late in the first quarter, he hadn't thrown a pass. And the and the announcer said, He might he he may not throw a pass all game. He no, may he just did. keep running the ball. He did throw an interception, I'm sorry. Oh, did he? Yeah, he went uh, thirteen for nineteen, one fifty, but he had hundred and seventeen on twenty seven carries. 27 wow. carries. Wow. Charlie, stud of the week. It's got to be one of your backs, I was going to say, Isaac Anderson, man. It's got to be one of your backs. Isaac Anderson moving from tight end to tailback and getting 150 yards rushing in the first-round playoffs, man. That's good. Isaac, that's a shout-out from your coach, man. That's awesome. Give him to buy you a damn Chick-fil-A sandwich or something like that, man. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. We're going to buy him a Chick-fil-A sandwich or something. <laughs> my, stud, my stud of the week, University of Cincinnati place kicker, Cole Smith. Did anybody watch the Cincinnati-UCF game last night? I watched some of it, but not the end. Okay. Not all of it. So I'm going to need to explain this. Smith missed two field goals and one extra point attempt. So uh, did he come back and kick the game winning field goal against the uh, against Florida against Central Florida? Nah. Central Florida won 38 to 13, and they looked good. That's really the first time I've watched them. They are actually fast, man. I don't, you know. Granted, you know who they're playing. In. You 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 have to play who you who's on your schedule. Okay. Granted. They did have a help. They they were trying to schedule some pretty tough non-conference games this season. What their toughest non-conference game legitimately got rained out by the hurricane. They were supposed to come come to Chapel Hill and play Carolina. <laughs> but anyway, Cincinnati was ranked twenty fourth. Since they're fast, man. They're court, that quarterback. Yeah. The dude's bad, man. Yeah. I'm getting sidetracked. Anyway, so Smith, despite missing two field goals and extra point, how in the hell is he my stud of the week? So after getting one of his field goals blocked, Central Florida returned it, started running down the field and returning at about 20, and 20 30 yards. And Smith went to go make the tackle. Before he could, he got depleted. Oh, I mean, no, literally. I did see that. Yes, you did. I did see that. So, how, so you're still wondering, how is how in the hell yeah, he is did. he my stud? So he got depleted, man. I mean, he got depleted late on the field. Then he got up, didn't, didn't require any assistance. He got up. 
and ran back over to the sidelines. From that point on, did you see what ABC did while he was on the sidelines? Mm-hmm. My boy kept taking oxygen. He had to have oh, yeah. oxygen. Yeah, he he took oxygen an oxygen mask for like the next 10 minutes. It kept cutting to him and showing him taking the damn oxygen mask where he got. I mean, my man got leveled. He sprinted and he got <laughs> he leveled. He sprinted so. and got leveled. But my man Cole Smith, he didn't lay on the ground. He got up. And he could, he could have laid out. He could have been your typical kicker or punter. But no, he didn't. He got up. Got off to the side, kind of got in the corner, and started taking the oxygen. So for that, <laughs> Cole Smith is my stud of the week from the University of Cincinnati. Now, my dud of the week. Who is your dud of the week, Trevor? You got a dud? I got Devin Funches with five drops. Yes. Aaron Gano with extra point and a field goal missed. And Cam Newton missing a two-yard extra point. So pretty much the Carolina Panthers as a whole. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Charlie, you got a dud? Man, the only thing I can think of, I don't think you mentioned. What about the Ohio State Buckeyes, man? Ooh. Going having oh, to go to God. double overtime, double overtime with, with Maryland. Eye. Yeah, they 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 pretty much have set their yeah. set their pace as far as uh, college football playoff now. Yeah, but you know, and and you know, of course, they laid an egg what two weeks ago. Yeah, this is typical. This is this is this is how it happens, man. They yeah. move up. If yeah. they move well, they, they potentially will move up one. Well, they still won. Because, I mean, because, they still won. Yeah, yeah, but and they'll move up one spot because they were behind West Virginia yeah. and West Virginia lost. Yeah. So they're going to. But I, yeah, that's a great dud. Yeah, they. Do what now? You think so? Yeah. Is it because of the Cole Smith like depleting? But but, <laughs> but but this is typical Ohio State having weeks like this, and then they'll knock off Michigan. And then they'll yeah, and they'll come back next weekend and play out of their ass. Yeah. And dot the Michigan, eye, yeah. and dot the eye and beat Michigan. Yeah. yeah. My stud of the week, I have two. They're on the same. I'm sorry, my dud of the week, Mello, and Rockets executive Daryl Morey. The experiment didn't, and I repeat, it didn't. It did not work. After ten games this season, the Rockets are parting ways with Carmelo Anthony. Mm -hmm. So they're he's officially not off the roster. He's still on the roster. They're letting him try to find another place to go play. But he's not dressing out. He's not traveling with the team. I, I don't. I don't understand that. But anyway, uh, did Dar- did Daryl Morey actually think? Did he just like? Did he just have a brainwash and forget the cancer that Carmelo Anthony has caused everywhere he's been? I don't know. This don't isn't. Know. This isn't Carmelo Anthony, eighteen years old, playing for Syracuse in the national championship, going crazy. This is the modern-day Carmelo Anthony that in his final game with the Rockets goes one for 11 from the floor, two points. He probably had three fouls, zero rebounds, and I know he did, <laughs> I know he did not have an assist. I can, I'm going on record in saying that Carmelo had zero assist in his last game. Anyway. He didn't get close enough to commit a foul. Oh, he doesn't get close enough to commit a foul? Okay. Anyway, my dud, Mello, Daryl, Morey, whichever one you want to talk. It was potentially going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves general manager who, instead of getting four first-round draft picks from Houston for Jimmy Butler, settled for two dudes that I they might be good players. A bag but, of Cheetos. Yeah, and a bag of Cheetos or Doritos, whatever yeah. you want. So, Okay. New segment. Did you really tweet this? Going back to 2013, I was just surfing through dumb athlete tweets. Former Atlanta Braves great Chipper Jones actually tweet, actually put this, and he thought, and he's a fairly intelligent dude. 
uh, I actually put this out in the world where everybody can see this. Y'all think it took all them gators. Y'all think if they took all them gators they trapped in Florida and Louisiana and they put them in the Rio Grande, it would stop the illegals from crossing. <laughs> now, to Joe's defense, he did type JK at the end of it, which means just kidding. But, Chipper, <laughs> really, in the time, this was 2013, you are a Hall of Fame baseball player of above average intelligence, and you're really going to say that where everybody can read. It's just not smart. Not smart. What's worse, his tweet this week or the guy's name who I'm not going to mention, but I mentioned it last week about sitting out and not playing football because you don't love love, love playing football. I think it's probably that that guy whose name we're not saying. He used to play for Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> running back. Running back. His name rhymes with did. his name's rhymes with rhymes with hell, uh, but <laughs> we're not saying uh, living on a prayer. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Rapid fire, boys. Here we go. Player who was most hyped to be the next Michael Jordan. Lim Bias, Jerry Stackhouse, Vince Carter, LeBron James, Anthony Hardaway, Kobe Bryant, or Grant Hill. Which one? Lim Bias, right? Lim Bias. I agree with you. Even though Kobe Bryant was when he was start when he came out and started playing, he he was he was predicted to be to be the shit. Uh, best Owen Wilson movie. Wedding Crashers, The Internship, Night at the Night at the Museum, Marley and Me, which made me cry by the way, uh, <laughs> or Father Figure. Wedding crashers. Wedding crashers. Wedding crashers. Yeah. Absolutely. No question. True false. Owen Wilson is a poor man's Matthew McConaughey. True. True. Matthew McConaughey's a good looking dude, man. <laughs> I'm just telling you. And he, and he drives a Lincoln and he drives a Lincoln he just like me. Lincoln. Drives a Lincoln just like me. Uh yeah, I, I would have to, and they both went to, actually they both went 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 to UT. They both went to oh. University of Texas. True false. If UNC basketball fans are considered the wine and cheese crowd, I guess that makes makes Duke fans the. I really think that we've got a great team, but I could never have gotten into school here because I only scored a seven hundred on the SAT, and I'm not from from New Jersey crowd. Is that true or false? True, 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 true or false? If UNC basketball fans are considered the wine and cheese crowd, I guess that makes state fans the. I always knew I wanted what I wanted to focus on in college: farming techniques, tractor repair, and bovine castration crowd. True, true. I agree with true. that. True. True or false? If UNC basketball fans are considered the wine and cheese crowd, I guess that makes ECU fans the. I really don't care what Carolina and, and, and State fans think. I got into all three schools, but I choose to go. To, I chose to, to go to East Carolina. <laughs> true. 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 Yeah, going right. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, if you were still a young strapping lad in high school, who would motivate you more to play great football, Charlie Dempsey or Phil Paget? Gotta go with Phil. I just met Charlie. Okay. Well, you I've been on Phil multiple times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good I know deal. his whole offense though. After we played him. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanksgiving Day trivia: What two NFL teams traditionally host Thanksgiving Day games? Now, there's there's three games now. In the last, I think it was since the, since 2008, they added a, th- a third game at night. These two teams, uh, one has been hosting it since like 1954. The other started hosting it. I think it was like 1968. Wait, two teams. Two NFL teams host them. Yeah. Lions. Lions. I don't know another one. Cowboys. Dallas. Okay. Dallas. Dallas started hosting in '68, yeah. and the, the Lions have been hosting since actually when they were like in the AF something. It was like 1930 something, yeah. but really they say the 1954. 
What player has the most passing yards on Thanksgiving Day? Troy Aikman, Matthew Stafford, Tony Romo, or Dan Marino? Isn't it Matt Stafford? Didn't he just recently do that? Nope. Is that like all time, or you mean like just one, one, one game, one, single, one game, single game? Oh, Matt Stafford. Unless he broke it last year. It's somebody you wouldn't expect, or maybe not. I don't know. I'm gonna go with Aitman. Troy Aitman, Four, nice. 455 yards, 1998 versus the Vikings. What player has the most rushing yards on a one-game day Thanksgiving Day game? That didn't come out very cluttered. Barry Sanders, Emmitt Smith, Tony Dorsett. Or O.J. Simpson? Barry Sanders. Yeah, I was going to go Barry Sanders. O.J. If the glove fits, you you must quit. He rushed for 273 yards in 1976 Mm. versus the Lions. True or false? The only plausible explanation in the universe is that Jeff Long, athletic director for Kansas, really does have a goat pitcher of Les Miles. (laughs) <laughs> That's the reason why Les Miles is going to Kansas. True or false? I guess true. True. I don't know. Got to be. Harvard or Yale? What's, what school did these guys go to? Jeremy Lin, where did he go to school? Harvard or Yale? Harvard. Yeah. Jeff Van Gundy, NBA announcer. I was saying, I know who he is. Yeah. Yale? Mm-hmm. Yale. Oh. Calvin Hill, Grant Hill's father. Harvard. Yale. And, and then he went to and played for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cameron Brait plays tight end for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One of the bright spots for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Harvard. 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 Ryan Fitzpatrick. Harvard. 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 President Gerald Ford. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Just ran out of the Yale answers. Yep. Yes or no? Kyler Murray. Bo Jackson 2.0. I don't know. Bo Jackson passed, could he? Probably. If he wanted to. Dual star athlete. Bo Jackson's a good dog. Didn't you see that commercial where he like was riding a bike and he was – I mean, he was doing it all. So it's going to tough to be another Bo Jackson. Yeah, it I is. Yeah. Well, I, just, I had to throw it out there. Right. Heisman Trophy winner, Tua, Murray, or ECU's Holton Asher. Aylers, I'm sorry. Aylers. <laughs> Tua, Tua, Murray, or, or ECU's Holton Aylers. Tua. According to Zach, it's going to be Holton a- Aylers. Well, Maybe if he if he started the end of the season, you know, hey, you know, Coach Mo's holding him back. I think mm-hmm. Tua's still going to win it. Which one? Clemson's D line or Tua? Clemson's D line looked nasty last night, man. Mm-hmm. No, but that's going to be. I guess it, I guess that question should be Clemson's D line or oh, Alabama's line. offensive line. Alabama's offensive line took a damn beating against Mississippi State. Now it's like yeah. Charlie's O line, same concept. <laughs> yeah, that's a flip. I mean, that's twenty calls. Then flip it. Clemson's offense against Bama's defense. Bama's defense. Yeah, Bama's defense yeah, is nasty. It's nasty. <clears throat> Dabo Sweeney's. Ah shucks attitude or Nick Saban's ah eff it attitude. Ah shucks, man. Because <laughs> what happened this week with the Citadel? Did you see that deal about the Citadel interview? Nick Saban was just like, eff it, man. I'm not, you know. Yeah. Okay. So you say the all shucks attitude? Yeah, I have to. Man, I like the Nick Saban ah eff it attitude, man. <laughs> all right. Who's ECU's biggest rival? State. State? Yeah. Who do you think? CBA Cock. CBA <laughs> State. <laughs> yeah. Is it a rivalry or is it jealousy? Robbery. Okay. Jealousy from state? <laughs> Good point. They're, they're still upset about the Peach Bowl. <laughs> they're still about the Peach Bowl. Bigger robbery. Auburn, Alabama football, or Duke, UNC basketball? Basketball. Biggest rivalry in sports. I want to hear from a football guy. I'm just telling you. Well, I know, then, I don't, then I know what you're going to say the next one. <laughs> What's that? Bigger robbery. Michigan, Ohio State football, Duke, UNC basketball. 
Ohio State, Michigan. Okay. That's, that's Last question. Bigger rivalry, Southwest Richlands or Southwest Jacksonville? Bigger rivalry? Bigger rivalry. Southwest Richland, Southwest Jacksonville. This is the last question for Rapid Fire. Last question for the podcast. It's be well, now. well, Richlands is is just a it, yeah. You know, you don't think it was a rivalry because it's been thirty some years, yeah. but it's just it's been going on for so long. It's you know, and, and the two communities are intertwined. Charlie, but Jacksonville, is, Charlie, this is Rapid Fire, man. <laughs> rapid Fire. You're big, but I want you to answer Rapid Fire. Jacksonville or or Richlands? Richlands. Richlands. That there you have it, Charlie. Thank you, buddy. So much. Yeah, man. Good luck Friday night. I know things are going to work out well. Thank you guys for listening. Two Men in the Six Pack. If you don't subscribe to the show, go to twomenandthesixpack.com. Just spell it all out. Scroll to the bottom of the page. Give us your email. And when you wake up Monday morning, you'll have an email waiting in your inbox. So you don't have to go out and get a text or get a tweet or get anything from me except an email. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great night.